Wednesday, May 24th, 12.32 p.m. There is something to be said about the phrase, you are not meant to do life alone. Yes, I agree, you're not meant to do your entire life alone, and quite frankly, you can't. You can't become pregnant with a child without the father planting the necessary seed within you. You cannot be born into the earth without your mother and your father. You cannot be considered married without having a partner to be legally bound to. You cannot start a business without resources and without great networking or people who have what you need to get from point A to point B. You cannot be checked on and held accountable without having trusted voices around to be these things for you. You cannot feel safe within an environment without trusting someone to keep you safe within it. And I know all these examples are definitely complex in themselves, but I'm sure you get the gist of my point. Now, the good book says where two or three are gathered, the sun is already there. So again, I completely agree that you aren't meant to live life alone, which is why the premise of this is so bothersome because it's like, what if maybe, just maybe, God allows us to go through certain things in life alone? What if you don't have a mother or a father to teach you how to drive, how to use credit, how to be a well-suited partner? I mean, the word does say, even if my father and my mother leave me, the Lord will take me in. Now, what if you don't have those close friends you can call in the midnight hour to say, no, I'm not okay. What if you see all the church girls coming together and sharing all these stories of how close they are and all the things, and yet all you get from them is a passing hello as they ask, how are you? That eventually ends in, good to see you. Um, I'm guessing I'm hitting home a bit right now. (laughs) But I say this because I've always struggled with finding like-minded individuals I felt were worthy enough to be friends with, all the while not being fully satisfied with whatever current friends I have at the moment. There definitely were moments I settled in friendships just waiting for them to end, because at the time I associated ended friendships with there being bad blood between the parties, so I'd rather just avoid that potential potential conflict overall. And this has caused me to feel lonely, alone, a lot throughout my teen years, the years that I was actually getting acquainted with God as a friend. And now, as an adult, it seems to make me like that lonely kid on the playground during recess. Actually, a lot of my lunches during high school, um, specifically remembering my junior year, they consisted of me going to my next class, eating there, and getting started with whatever work I could. I felt very sad during those moments because part of having a good high school experience is 
having plenty of good friends that remember all the stuff that you won't bother remembering. At least that's how it should be in my mind. So to have mediocre thoughts and memories about those times does nothing good for me. And to see that nothing much has changed makes me feel like a joke at times. Even though that's a little dramatic, but (laughs) you get it. And I've gone to church in my recent adult years in hopes that people would just see me and leading to shared experiences and laughable moments and marking moments, going from acquaintance to friend and from friend to best friend and from best friend to sister. And if I'm truly honest, Support from friends in my ventures is something I would love to have more of. I follow a bunch of church girls that are all seemingly buddy-buddy with one another, and the way they support one another with things, it's just, honestly, it's really sweet to see. And I can't tell you a moment I felt support in my podcast or my blog or anything else. Of course, I know there is such a thing as opening my mouth with things, but what about the moments I don't feel like opening my mouth? I can't do that 24-7. And where are the friends that you can just pick me up in the spirit, since that is definitely a thing? So yes, we aren't meant to do all of life alone, but maybe, could it be possible that God just wants us to do certain seasons of life alone. I mean, because without forcing the wrong things, there are more people that I just naturally don't connect with than the amount of people that I do. And Lord knows I've wrestled with that back and forth for quite some time. However... There is another side to all of this. Again, Psalms 27.10 says, Even if my mother and father leave me, the Lord will take me in. Ironically, I was just telling someone this a few days ago, that I have to be consumed with the Lord. I just have to. My friend gave me a job to do, something that is good for all of my mind, all of my heart, all of my soul, which is this blog, which is this podcast. I have to put my all into these things. Somehow, the Spirit does its thing to let me know that even in this, He's with me. Though people have come and gone out of my life, the Lord is the one that's here to stay. And that is a true friend. And that is what I have to focus on as I wait for lifelong friends to wrinkle and gray with. (laughs) And I say all this because if I get fixated on the lots of friends that I don't have, my priorities aren't going to be in order. I'll just end up upset, annoyed, sad, depressed, all the things. But... I go back to the source and it's Yahweh. Yahweh is the greatest friend to me there is. I mean, he doesn't switch up on me. He listens to me. He affirms me. He supports me. He 
corrects me. He lets me know when I'm wrong. And is literally just a call away. Literally. So again, I say I have to be consumed with the Lord. And it's an everyday decision that I will admit can get hard at times. But to take it a step even further, Matthew 18, 20 says two or three, where two or three are gathered, not 20 or 30. And Jesus had more disciples than your average classroom, but there were only 12 that were handpicked by him. And even one that he had a special kind of love for. So there's something so powerful about the minority, something so intimate. A couple of my truly good friends are back at home in California, so that's made it a a little more tricky to befriend new people here in North Carolina. But I had a much-needed phone call from a friend a few days ago, and it made an hour and some change fly by real quick. I mean, we were laughing, relating, sharing God-given dreams, and that really, really made me happy. It was just one person, but there was depth from that one conversation. And I thank Abba for that one person, the minority. And Jesus was there with us, just like scripture says. And note to self, don't discount the minority. Just because you can feel overlooked by many, don't overlook the few that do see you. And I've shared before that part of my purpose is to make sure that others don't feel alone, but to give them the floor to be heard. And therefore, having said all this, I know my stance on both sides of the coin. But I hope in me sharing this that you can see that I too know what it is to feel alone or lonely and how it can give the enemy the room to do some serious damage without the right perspective, especially while you are in waiting. So while I wait for those waiting on me, I shall stay consumed with the Father as we are until I can be consumed with the Father through those many ones. And I shall stay focused on Him and the good few ones that I have now that I am honored to call my friends. So, I hope you heard my heart. I hope you got the two cents that I was dropping. And until next time, my friend, Godspeed.